<laughs> All right. So today we are back with another fantastic guest on Eat, Pray, Judge. Today, sitting in uh, chair number three is Glorelis, and she is coming here today with a product, a gift for mm-hmm. Sammy and I. I'm super excited about this gift. Look at what what is this? What do we have here? This lets you know card with votes, and um, <laughs> the, on the cover, we. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the people. Like, we had a designer obviously work on this. And I was like, we need to have icons and little moments of like the Latino culture. So there's like a patelito, a chancleta, Selena, Frida, like in the in the symbols. Yeah, I see. I see all these cool symbols. And there's one symbol on here that is appropriate for today's podcast. It is hair, eyebrows, uh, amazing red lips and hoop earrings. And I can tell yeah. without the rest of the face that that is the one and only Selena Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how appropriate because today yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to cover a movie that uh, Gloria at least picked. Mm. We're going to cover Selena, which came out in 1997. And uh, my my background with this movie is that I saw it when it came out in 97 with my family and then uh, pretty much have not seen it again. But uh, no, Selena has stayed in my in my pop culture uh, subconscious because every time I walk by an Urban Outfitters, there's a Selena T-shirt in there mm-hmm. in the window. So and they stay Selena, appropriating. She's yeah. yeah <laughs> no, stay <kidding>. appropriating. <laughs> Word. And uh, what do you have any background with this film? Uh, I saw it when it was on rotation on HBO like 15 years ago, a long time. I'd seen it a, a, a few times, just catching it in different pe- like parts. It's a <laughs> It's, it's a good movie. Wow, you've seen it. You've actually seen it more than me. I probably have. Yeah. You need your Latino card revoked. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> not kidding. I, was like, I need my Latino card punched. Sammy, <laughs> right, we're gonna get you that card. That's this is right. for you. Thank I you. It for you. Thank you. Well, I think <laughs> Sammy, you've actually nice try, Gabe. You've gone deep into the uh, Latino cinema catalog, though. Uh, to be honest, like we we reviewed La Pamba together, right? So you got. <laughs> so that's two. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and and we've discussed the movie Blood In Blood Out several times. Oh together. man, I watched American Me in college <laughs> in class. El Norte, <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. I'm... So uh, El Norte, it was also directed by this director Gregory Nava. Oh, was it really? Yes, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I never I didn't read that. Uh, so yeah, and then and then uh, why why are we watching this today? Okay, Gabe. So when you when I was gonna come to the podcast, I'm really bad at picking like favorite movies. I, yeah. I don't you know, I grew up in a time where like I didn't have access to a lot and like I was given what I got, right? So it's interesting because Selena I was born I was five when Selena passed away and seven when I watched the movie. But I'm still like forming my my memory, right? So my first one of my first memories here on Earth is Selena, right? So that's I picked it because it's like, you know, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's when we see... I'm not a, a big fan of J-Lo, but we see her do like a really good role. And I think that the significance behind the movie is pretty dope and also what happened in that time period, right? Like, um, yeah. I was being a nerd yesterday and I was reading this New York Times. I think it was a New Yorker how like a lot of the things that happened in 1995 shaped our reality right now. So like Windows 95 came out. Um <laughs> There was just like a bunch. That's like my big, like my big, I stayed up all night. Like I'm going to come with these facts, but Windows 95 came out. I think yeah. like Neopets was created. I was like, these are all the things that I was raised on. Because you w- were born in like 1990. I was born in 1990. So you saw this movie, you were five years old in 1995. Yeah. When I was, and I remember like, I have like really small memories of like what happened then. I remember like losing a Macarena contest 
and not and then also not believing that Selena really died. Like it was something traumatic. Right. And I was like, and then so when I saw the movie as a child, I'm like, oh, this was all pretend because it's Hollywood. And at the <laughs> end, it's like, oh no, they don't like resuscitate her. Like she's gone. Right. Sleeping Beauty stays sleeping. Yeah. So um, I just picked it because it's like a big part of as a comedian. I think a lot of these cultural moments shape us, and it's one of the the things that kind of shaped me. Um, it's just it's just hard for me to pick movies. I just have a really bad memory. I don't know why. Yeah. So this is one that I, I'm like, I know Selena. I could talk about Selena. Were you t- were you listening to Selena songs on the way here? Yeah. All the well, t- how about when you were like a little kid? Oh yeah, like I listened to all her music. Um, I only owned like three CDs as a child. Well, like three five, I owned the Selena song, the Immaculate Madonna collection. Yes. The Blue Album, whatever that shit was. Um, and this Biggie Ready to Die CD. Like, <laughs> right? It's like such weird shit, but like that, it kind of like shapes who I am. I just imagine you as at, as a five-year-old. Right. Just like, like listening to, like vamping like Madonna, Vogue dance, voguing, and then putting on Biggie's Ready to Die and doing like squats. Right. That's just what I was, but like when <laughs> like I was, when prison, I was. In prison burpees. Right. Well, I don't can do no burpees, I'm, <laughs> honestly. But when I was a child, like my dad would be. I grew up in the city, so he would be in the bodegas, and he would buy off, like, stuff from, like, I guess, I guess people who robbed other people, but they're selling it for cheap, right? So, like, he bought this um, Walkman. Secondhand. Secondhand thievery. (laughs) (laughs) This is a trickle down. Right. 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 That was a much better way to put that. Secondhand thievery. (laughs) Not secondhand if it's not. (laughs) Right. You get that shit. So, like, in the, whatever CD came in that Walkman, that's what I had. So, like. Yeah, so that's why I picked the story. I'm a Gemini. So whatever that dude was listening to. Yeah, that's what I was listening to. Right. And I'm like, what is this? Sonic theft. Right. Yo, my dad would get his car broken into every year in the 80s in uh, D.C. We had like a navy blue Nissan Stanza. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, every four or five months we'd come down the stairs into our garage that didn't have a door and there'd be like shattered glass everywhere. Oh my God. And uh, But they would take his stereo, but they would leave his Santana cassettes. That is so racist. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of racist. That's funny Woo. though. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the thieves were not into whatever my dad was right. into at the time. But later, he just got really into uh, smooth jazz, a lot of Spyro Gyro. Okay. So definitely nobody stole that shit. Yeah. That. yeah. A lot of Quiet Storm. Yeah. So the music collection was safe. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. that's good. Just the just the cassette players were. But yeah, I'm trying to. So like when I, I was saying to you, I looked up the wrong year because I'm like, okay, 1985, 1985, but um. Like I said, there was just a lot of shit that happened <laughs> in that year, as in every year. Yeah, it's true. But, right. But there was like this Oklahoma City bombing. And it's crazy because I feel like we're living in this time when things are kind of like really polarized and there's all these shootings and like all these like domestic terrorism happening. Yeah. And it's crazy because like when I was reading through the archives, I'm like, this is kind of... Not much has really changed in history. I, <laughs> right, I, right. I just feel like it hasn't. So I'm like... That I just I don't know what I don't know if it's like I'm maybe too young to know, but I feel like we're kind of stuck in the same like cycle Cycle. of like the same shit happening, you know. Yeah. And then when the movie did come out, I do know this fact: Biggie did die in 1997. He He was murdered in 1997. So I I know one fact from 1997. So it was a big year for people dying. Uh, Yeah, all the legends. Yeah, uh, Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. She died in uh, in ninety seven. Yep. Yes. Oh my god! And uh, she died in a car crash uh, on August thirty first in in Paris, France. Mm-hmm. Suspect car crash. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Some yeah. I mean, the royal family had incentive to get rid of her right. after she divorced uh, the prince and mm-hmm. decided to go and have uh, have an affair with um, with uh, Camilla. Um, 
I think it was her doctor. Like her doctor was like maybe from like a different race, and they were like upset or something. I don't yeah, know. He I'm, was I'm making the Middle East. Oh, she was lover. dating an Egyptian dude. Yeah, I think Egyptian from like a rich family, yeah. and the other you know Prince Charles was cheating. And I went through that same loss too. Like I remember losing Princess Diana, and the, like you know I'm Dominican. I don't know what she did to the Dominicans, but like we were also like just <laughs> not much. Like, I know, but she was like this. I don't know what I don't know what propaganda I was like listening to in the news, but like we were all like really sad about it, you yeah. know. So I don't know. She was that. She was that bitch. She was that billed as a humanitarian. Yeah. Yeah. People loved her. Yeah, I think people love royalty too, and especially yeah. in the United States, which is ironic for a country where we like decided to get rid of kings and elect presidents. Yeah, mm. but um, I, I blame Disney a little bit for this because everybody, you know, just like religion, we get it young and yeah. it's hardwired into us to like. The fairy tale. Respect the priests or whatever. Sure. And the fairy tale is something that Disney has hardwired into us. Like, yeah. You know, we, we grow up and we're mm. like, yo, Princess Jasmine or whatever. I mean, yeah. I remember as a kid, my mom was watching the wedding, the Princess Di wedding on TV. It was live broadcast in America <laughs> for like fucking six hours. No, but they do, they do broadcast <laughs> it. It was here. crazy. And yeah. I was like, why are you yeah. watching this? Because it's an amazing story. It's like, is it? Yo, other celebrities that got uh, murdered oh, in uh, 97. Wow. Uh, G- Gianni Versace. Oh, right. yeah. You know, he got killed by an obsessed fan uh, slash uh, con man mm-hmm. named Aaron Cunanan. Andrew Cunanan. Andrew Cunanan. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. So uh, so this was a big year for, for sort of... It's um, so weird, right? Tabloid murders. Yeah. Like, these obsessive... Well, besides, like... It's, it's interesting because, like... And I wasn't thinking about this. Obviously, I'm just, like, talking on top of my head. But, like, a lot of these murders and, like, this coming of, like, paparazzi and all this fame, like, people were just really obsessive with these icons. And that's kind of like, you know, back to Selena, her best friend killed her because she was like obsessed with her. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Like she was like afraid to be let go. And uh, y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but I looked up her sign, Yolanda's sign. She's a Libra. And what's her sign, Sammy? Capricorn. Okay, yeah. Um, what's his sign, Gabe? Caps. Just before I start talking all this shit. Yeah, so Libras Double are- Double caps in here. Can you believe that? <laughs> I'm a Gemini. So like, I'm crazy. I'm out of control. But like Libra, and I'm not trying to say all Libras are murderers, but like the, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that they do have this sense of like jealousy, like mm-hmm. people that are, you know, they just want to be, they want to be loved. So like her maybe being behind, I'm not, I'm not trying to add to like the story, like she clearly killed her, but like she wanted, she wanted whatever Selena had, right? Like Selena was like this, she was like that it girl. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, something I think about too is like how this, this follows a pattern of domestic violence as well, where you see. It's like almost like a uh, where lovers murder mm. each other. Like it's it's the people closest to you that are yeah, you that, that end crazy. up killing you. It's and weird. This uh, and and this uh, Yolanda Saldivar, who's mm-hmm. her killer, was so just obsessed with her. And you know, even though it was a platonic relationship, yeah, uh, it, it it followed a lot of the patterns of like, well, what's the difference between a best friend and a lover or yeah. a partner? And, and she the also like ends messy, right? Real messy. And she also before she was like in her life, she started the fan club. Like she started the Selena fan club, right? So I thought that was really interesting that her father was so protective of her, but like had this stranger kind of come on board. I don't know. I thought that was weird because he was still like no one can be near Selena, right? And like he had this rant. She was a stranger at first before she became a, a best friend. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I think about uh, as um, you know, no man is an island. Mm-hmm. And we're all entertainers, and other than you can't, you don't do everything by yourself. You got to have a team. You got to oh, have a you squad. Can't. I'm learning that game. It's you know? a lot. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, because you can't like that's the thing. Like you don't know who to trust. You don't know who has your work ethic. People say they want to be really part of it, but they're not really about it. So I'm just like, 
I'm gonna shit about myself. You know, but but I watch uh, I watch this documentary on um, uh, Joan Rivers, mm. and she had a manager that she'd had forever, and this guy. Uh, you know, he had his own personal problems, and halfway through the documentary, he just flakes out and like He's, disappears what? for for like a month during the shooting. And then, but you know, she forgives him, and he and he mm-hmm. gets to come back because you're these are the these are this is your team. Yeah, and, that makes uh, yeah, that's interesting. You know, and 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 these people that know you so long or that trust you or uh, who are the. It, it is your fans that might be the ones that are willing to do things for free, mm-hmm. but you got to take whatever quality it is. Yeah. So mm. you got to be, tr- or just all of these stories of, of celebrities who get ripped off by their lawyer mm-hmm. or by like an ex-manager or whatever. Um, I think that just comes with the territory and hopefully the person that you choose to help you. Isn't a killer. Exactly. Oh, God. That's what I worry about all the time. Like, mm, I'm putting nothing on Craigslist. Yeah, the more, the more famous and successful you become, the more insulated your, your circle becomes because you don't know who, who likes you for you. So mm-hmm. you, you keep people around you no matter – you keep the closest people around you all the time. Yeah. And you're definitely susceptible. Right, right, yeah. because you're not even – there's no, like, objective third party to mm-hmm. help you uh, judge yeah. like, the, the relative craziness of your yeah. of your squad. You're getting right. yes-men or but it's lurkers. Also, something that I find interesting about the story, <clears throat> looking back at it, is that she – I mean, on, besides also being jealous, like, she really kills Selena over $30,000, right? Where it's just, like, that – I just feel like that's kind of crazy to me. Like, she, you know – because she was embezzling money. She – I think she had embezzled at her last job from, like, a doctor's office – and then she was embezzling money from like the fan club. And I don't know, for me as a celebrity, like I just feel like that's not money isn't really a reason to be up like to end a friendship. I don't know. Maybe no, that sounds I, kind of crazy for me. I mean, so judging by the movie, she immediately regretted her actions and kind of lost her mind. Gabe, you listened to the, the, the true crime podcast. Oh yeah, talk to them. I wanna know what you heard on that. Yeah, so what what they really brought up was that um it was probably not that premeditated. Yeah. You, you don't know? think it was premeditated? I feel like it was a little premeditated. Because, like, why do you have a gun with you? Right. Texas. And that's what I was thinking. Like, Texas <laughs> is, like, one of those, like, free, uh, whatever the state is. But um, a carry state. But it's just, like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of premeditated. I mean, she definitely thought about it for, like, a day. Yes. But I don't think it was well-planned or orchestrated. I think she was just acting in panic and rage. Yeah, exactly. I think it was a right. panic. It was like uh, the minute that Selena said that she was the friendship was over and started walking out the door, you know, that is it was like, how do I keep her here? In and the, it became a murder. Right. In the podcast you listen to, do they talk about that scene, you know, after she shoots her and she's holed up in her car with yes. the cops around her? With it's the like gun? a nine hour mm. uh, standoff. That happened. That really happened. That right? really yeah. happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So and, she kind of immediately regretted her decision uh, for probably every reason imaginable. Right. And there was a uh, one guy, one cop was able to talk her down after uh, negotiate with her after nine hours to mm-hmm. not kill herself because she had five five bullets left. Yeah, and uh, she knew that everybody hated her, and it was all over the radio. And she's listening to the radio, and she's just living in this, like, you know, I watched this yesterday, and Amber was like, "Oh my god," because uh, Yolanda is getting out of jail, or could she's up for parole in two thousand twenty-five, <coughs> and it's like, "Oh, is she gonna get murdered right away?" Oh like, yeah, she's it. she's out because there's no. <laughs> I mean, she's probably the most hated person in Texas. Yeah, know, it's, at least in the Latino community. Yeah, even like you know, I mean, this is probably gonna go on a tangent, but even like George Bush gave a speech on Selena passing. I saw that. 
which was like, it's really bad Spanish, but oh, it's man. like, damn, even George Bush was like, you know, <laughs> praising her. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a crazy story. But Well, for anybody that doesn't know about Selena, like maybe this is a good question. Why, why was she so important? You know? Uh, and and for me, like she was this uh, this crossover success, you know. And she was she was important because she like brought um, Tejano music, which mm-hmm. is bit which is a subculture of like sort of text Tex Mex mm-hmm. uh, Spanish speaking music to like uh, a broader mainstream. So Tejano is like a very a much more specific version of the term Chicano. It's like just Texas Mexican, basically. <laughs> That's or... exactly okay. And I'd say Tejano doesn't even have to be Chicano because you could be like you just so ch- these. <laughs> it's funny you texted me and asked me what Chicano was. Well, because I asked I my other it, friends but... that were Mexican, they were just like, "Well, it means this," and I'm like, "So I was I just wanted to be clear." Cause... Oh no, no, yeah, get it, the facts out. No, yep. no, it's it's one of those. Uh, I don't want to say it's a hotly contested term, but but it is. Uh, but it means different things to different people, and I'd say it's a uh, it's an American-born, uh, culturally Mexican person. Yeah, and the mm. United States was uh, like if you were born, you're an American citizen, but you were born in Arizona, Colorado, Utah, uh, California, or Texas, mm. uh, and you've been here for like six generations, but you are uh, like dark, then you, then you were still um, uh, sort of like what is it there's prejudice against you sure like you're like you're still just mexican i've yeah so that that identity is chicano in the same way that maybe like um you know you're puerto rican and you're born in the u.s you're like you're like new Rican or you're mm. still Boricua, but you're like right i mean i feel like that part of the world that part of the country that you just talked about feels a lot more connected to their mexican roots than they would if you lived in michigan or <laughs> you know what i mean but also right, i mean right. i've worked in the hospitality industry for years and worked with plenty of mexican people who never i've never heard Anyone reference themselves like reference themselves as Chicano. That's a it's a, also like a term from like the sixties and seventies. Right. That I just of, think of Edward James almost every time I hear the term Chicano. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not I'm not well versed in. I, that's what I find so fascinating about Selena. Like even working on the, on these cards. Like I worked with a Mexican Peruvian woman, mm-hmm. and we have very vastly different experiences growing up Latino in the United States. But that's what like is kind of fascinating about. Selena, like, it. I hate the word. I don't want to use the word transcended race because that's not like a thing. But like, she just had this. I don't know what it was. I don't know what marketing team was working on it or like what distribution. <laughs> but like, she just. It didn't matter that, that she was Mexican because yeah. you know a lot of Mexican people face um, prejudice here in the United States. But like, she. It didn't matter. Like, I think that her music was just either it was just that. Like, she worked with a lot of good people. They were yeah. just about to cross over like to the English market. I'm just not, I'm curious, and also because I'm so young, because I don't know, like, what was going on, like, vividly, but, like, I don't know why she had that power, right? Like, what, what, like, uh, so, yeah, uh, the, before her, Tejano music was uh, male-dominated. Right. Mm-hmm. So, every, it's, like, every singer, all the bands, it's all dudes. Mm-hmm. It's a very um, patriarchal yeah. uh, culture, mm-hmm. right, down, the, at least in that part of northern yeah uh, northern mexico southwest u.s so and you see that in the dad the abraham yeah. you know mm-hmm. abraham is like the name of a he's like the og patriarch yeah he was walling he was a guy with a lot of kids right yeah, yeah. he was a father yeah oh yeah you're talking yeah. about in the bible, the, the bible. oh yeah okay both yeah. yeah okay i'm like sam what are you talking about okay the bible yeah. okay and uh yeah but so selena 
um, she broke into this. Mar- so she doesn't speak Spanish, mm-hmm. which is yep. like, a, that's also, this is a Chicano issue, right? Yeah. Like you're still brown. You still look Mexican. Mm-hmm. But then you go to Mexico and you're like, uh, what? Like, right. you talk like about what? Hey, yeah. so can I get some chalupas? Yeah. Like, we don't make, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> chalupas. Right. I'm like, right? I don't really I like love chalupas. Taco Bell. Sorry. It's fucking awesome. Do you guys have like a mild salsa? Right. So you come yeah. in talking like that and you get, it's, it's no good. Yeah. So Selena's like, her, she doesn't speak Spanish. And uh, the thing about her is that her father um, cultivated her career to break into the Spanish speaking market first. Mm-hmm. So she's like putting, it's, she's like adopting a more Mexican identity mm-hmm. even though like and we see in the movie that she's like oh i like the eagles yeah, yeah. i want to sing like madonna yeah and I, they're like no nah, man you got to sing these tejano right we're gonna sing these um como la flor and go with it i'd never heard anyone under the age of 55 say that they like the eagles so i was interested to see how that went out for her um, yeah. But I feel like internationally for that style of music, which you can, you know, Tahano, I guess would be what specifically it is, but it's pop music, right? Yeah. So pop music tends to play better internationally than it does in the States. Like people, like artists like like the Backstreet Boys or all that other stuff blew up overseas in, the, in like, you know, Europe, South America, way before they blew up in America. They were touring the world and then they got popular here. Oh, wow, man. I didn't, I had no idea. Me neither. But I will say, like, Tejano was a specific uh, genre of music that, like, kind of peaked in popularity and, like, was, was gaining more momentum in the 70s and 80s. Yep. And around the same time that, like, you know, salsa in uh, New York City started becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's mm. almost like an equivalent, uh, like, um, fusion mm-hmm. of, uh, it, 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 I'd say those are both American. Um, American musical art forms, even though they are Latino, because uh, it because Selena was born here and she like made the music big. What about reggaeton? <laughs> Where... I think reggaeton still comes from Puerto Rico, my friend. Yeah, oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they definitely do a lot in Miami. It's right not now. that. And when I say salsa, it's not that salsa is not like a Puerto Rican art musical art form, but the Fania All Stars and like the whole explosion of salsa came out of New York City. So mm-hmm. it was Puerto Rican immigrant communities yeah. here who are like... Like second generation art form-ish. Yeah, yeah. something's happening like that. Yeah. Well, Reggae- she had a, a very broad appeal. She seemed like a Disney star to me, like a Latin Disney star. Dude, this story is like Jasmine and yeah. uh, Biggie. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and Richie Biggie. Valens. <laughs> right, right. I mean, for real, for real. Yeah. It is La Bamba 2.0. Yeah. All, all of the uh, Chicano musical heroes... <laughs> Yeah, they have weird dreams and they die in a fucked up way. <laughs> die. Oh man, it's crazy. Oh. Die right after they, right before they break. Right, that sucks. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to know. I guess your thoughts on because um, you know when I was young, and I don't know if you guys even care about this part. When I was young, it didn't matter. For I know a lot of people made like a big deal about who played Selena, and we ended mm. up with Jennifer Lopez, and I think that really was the reason why her career kind of like took off, right? But when I started looking, I didn't watch the whole movie because I've seen it like 10 times. It's a two hour long movie. It's really long. But I did watch like the important clips and then I saw the murder story like after. I was up all night. Um, But I was wondering like why didn't, I guess what about, because you know, Selena's story is pretty captivating, but why didn't it get like more award, right? Like I know it was like Jennifer Lopez was was nominated for like a best actress for the Golden Globe. 
But I'm wondering, like, maybe J-Lo wasn't a good actress in that movie. Wow. I, wa- I mean, I wonder, too. I, I just wrote down, uh, I love J-Lo in Cats. You wrote that? Oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think she, uh, you know, I know her more than I know Selena, and I love uh, J-Lo's performance in this. I feel like this was her bre- this was a breakout role. Yeah. But do you think and not to be a, not to be like um a picky person. You could be as picky as because, you want. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Do you think that the reason why cuz you know J-Lo has I wouldn't say she's had difficulty finding like another like really good role. I guess like it doesn't come around like that, right? But do you think because she had such a good director on this film it made her performance look better? I mean, I'm sure it helped. I think I think that for me when I'm looking back at it and um <clears throat> Over the summer, I I took I've had many jobs, right? But like I volunteered to be a first AD on some like web series shit, and I didn't I didn't realize, you know, you're watching a movie, but when you're on set, like there's different, there's a whole different, it's a whole different movie once you know yeah. how movies are made. And now that I'm looking back at it with this knowledge, I'm like, it's interesting, like the angles and the creative decisions that Gregory took to make. I think anybody who would have played that role would have been successful. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I thought she was actually pretty good, and the game kind of us. Uh, Put, pushed me in a different direction. He's like, I love her in this movie. That's Before biased. We no, I'm kidding. But, I mean, I think that she kind of had, like, J-Lo did. The other person they reached out to, they wanted Salma Hayek to play her. Salma yeah. Hayek, who said she was working on something else, which was Frida. Frida. Exactly. So she didn't want to do two Mexican heroines in her career, which I thought was weird. You're yeah, Mexican. Yeah, that's what is mad weird. So why would you not want to do that? Yeah, but maybe I'd, she just didn't want to get typecast as the oh, yeah. right. to I mean, these icons. J-Lo had a dance background, which was needed for Selena. She didn't dance like Selena. She was more hip-hop because J-Lo was from the Bronx and right. she was a fly girl on Living yeah. Color for years. So I, I feel like she kind of covered a lot of the I think the that's why for Te- this role. Tejano music really wasn't even the Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb, which is yeah. like the hot, like mm. the hottest song. is like more reggae-infused than uh, yeah. any of her early Tejano mm. stuff. And that's in like the East Coast has that hip-hop infusion and yeah. that salsa. And this Tejano music has like German polka. It does. It has that weird foot shifty shit. So I just feel, I don't know. Oh my God. That's just like a crip crip walk. (laughs) Like a Latin crip walk. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But, uh, but Um, JLo, man, look, she made this movie. Uh, she, I, I didn't know how much I liked her until I started going back and researching how accomplished she is. It's so funny because I had the opposite effect. Wait, it's for who? Interesting. Yeah, for J-Lo? I had the opposite because yeah. I used to love, I was like, you know, J-Lo, because she was like the only thing that was given to us. But then when you start looking <laughs> yeah, back at some she of the, is the decisions. the Puerto Rican, the New Yorkian Selena. Right. And when you start looking back at some of the decisions she made and like a lot of the um, career moves that she like did, I'm like, you know, she she was able to be like this, she was able to just do this thing where she was like Puerto Rican, but really kind of pass as this white Middle, woman middle or like class, yeah respectable. and i think that um it's a little problematic right because you know you you come this is your platform like you're so proud to be latina but everything that you've done is kind of i don't know it kind of puts us in a really questionable place i don't know i didn't like it and i went to go back to see some of her interviews and she didn't seem like i would feel like so excited to play selena right like she was just like i think at that point she had made the decision that you know this 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 movie is going to start my music career and I need to focus on that. And people are asking me about this other woman and I want to make it a kind of about me. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Cause like she goes back and says like when she was in the, in the, the dome scene, they were saying Selena, but also Jennifer. And I'm like, bitch, this is not about you. Like this is about Selena. It was weird. I don't know, but you love her. So I'm not going to stop you. I get, but I do, I do think that that's, it is 
very weird. The relationship between Selena and J-Lo is super weird because uh, J-Lo was at the beginning of her music career. Mm -hmm. And at the very beginning, the movie that is introducing her to the world as a singer and performer is her playing someone else. Yeah, yeah. and she sings three words. Three como words, la, the, whole, the whole movie. Yeah, they didn't let her yeah. sing. They did not let her sing. She doesn't she, have a good voice, man. She's a much the, better actor. Thank you, God. Yeah. Thank you, Gregory. He was like, ah, no, let's just put the background vocals. That's so disrespectful. But what I was what I was thinking was that uh, I don't even think about J-Lo in terms of her music. Like, maybe that's the thing that I think about her less with. It's that during this period of the mid to late 90s, she made the, another film I love called U-Turn. I didn't see it. Oh, I saw that. And, and she also made a film uh, called Out of Sight, which mm. is one of my favorite uh, sort of like crime films. Mm -hmm. And so I just liked her as an actress. And then going back and liking Selena, liking the story of the Mexican-American experience in music, mm -hmm. and then... And then my and then seeing J Lo do that, it's like, like I just like her for being in this movie. Mm. If you know, I get what you're saying, than, Gabe. More than I liked, like, because I I wasn't a huge fan of Selena when Selena was alive. Oh God! Wow, know? I'm hurt. Well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but I grew up on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like part of my. I'm not going to like Tejano. Yeah. You're also older. A like little. Yeah. ten gallon hat hoedowns. Yeah, in, no, uh, I feel you. I feel in Corpus you. Christi. God, I would pay yeah. money to see that shit though. <laughs> but and, I don't know. And, yeah. I feel like um, when I look back at the movie, I don't. I see. For me, I, I'm not a I, like. I'm not an actress yet. Like nobody's hired me yet because you know I'm doing comedy and shit. So I can't say I can't <laughs> act because you know that's gonna um, mess up the bookings. But <laughs> when I see, for me, good act, and you know I'm not a really good critic of TV or movie because I didn't get to see everything. I didn't have access to that. But when I see a good role, it's like when I don't see the person anymore. I don't know if that makes sense. Like yeah, of I, course. When I went back, so I was like, I just see J-Lo like playing Halloween and karaoke. Like, <laughs> and, that, and then when I look back, I'm like, you know, I wonder why she didn't get an award for this role because it doesn't, it's not, like she's, I don't know, in some parts I feel like she was overacting. I was looking at the scene comparisons and I'm like, if she was really about it, like she would have got that shit down to the T. Like the other guy, I forgot his name, the one who plays Abraham. Yeah, he Edward got James he got all of his mannerisms down to the T, and but he's also like he's he's like a good the actor. Yeah. Yo, man, I mean, he's an incredible actor. Yeah, yeah. Eddie almost always looks old. He's looked yeah. old yeah. since like the early eighties. Yeah. Uh, but I love him because he he's in every, he's in every uh, Mexican American film as the dad right or... he got, look he got the checks coming in I'm, I, I'm gonna be dad i literally held a forum with, with three mexican people that i work with yesterday to ask about the movie and yeah I was like, what do you think about selena and i'm like are you a selena fan these are like 28 30 year old dudes yeah. and he was like yeah. he's like i'm you know i'm not gonna lie i listened to it when i was younger yeah. and then he goes and he's from new york as well and he said that if selena never died jayla would never be a superstar absolutely which i thought was interesting because that's what he said within two minutes of us starting the conversation. But yeah. you know what? I think she would have been a much better actress. I think she. That's. I think that's the best. That's probably she true. would have yeah. been a better. She, she would have focused more on it. You know. She cannot. She. I don't know. Like I was trying to see. I was looking at the video. A lot of people try to redo that. I could. I could fall in love uh -huh. again. Song and like no one gets it right. Like I saw Gloria um, Estefan trying to do. It. I'm like baby. Like let's not. But um, she just, I saw J-Lo's like tribute and I'm like, this is really bad. 
<laughs> this is really bad. Her her singing. Yeah, like the the tribute to I Could Fall in Love. And I saw that. It, it, it was nasty. It was not great. <laughs> I mean, but she was... And it, like the fact that she was married to Mark Anthony and he let her do that. And they were friends. Like, Mark Anthony and Selena were like very close mm-hmm. in the beginning. Even though he's Puerto Rican and she's yeah. Mexican. They were like yeah. that Latino music scene, yeah. especially on like a I'm sure it was spectrum. tiny. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, at least in the U.S. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and you see that. It's like, uh, it reminds me too of like podcasts. So there's podcasts mm. now that uh, nobody knows who these people are, but they've got, like, they make up $100,000 a month on Patreon. What? They have, like, a million listeners, but they're not on any mainstream. They have no mainstream success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, if you were part of the Latin music scene at this moment in time, you see it in the movie where, like, the what, it, when uh, Selena goes to buy a, a dress yeah, at, that, the, that, at the, the white store. The pretty woman moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. This scene's in pretty woman as well. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene where, like, she goes to buy a dress and this uh, white shopkeep is like, uh, I don't, I don't think that's for you. Like, this dress yeah. is eight hundred dollars. White bitches love saying that shit in movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> they stay saying that in movies. That's their favorite thing to do. Uh... And then so then like the you know a, a store a guy's delivering packages to the store and he's like Selena, Selena's yeah. here. And then he goes outside and gets like all of the um the custodians mm-hmm. and all of the other shopkeeps and hairdressers come in and f- mob the store. Yeah. And the two white ladies are like, who is that? Right. That's well, Selena. What's she doing here? She's here for the Grammys. And right. It's, yeah. And then of course, Selena doesn't buy the dress. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. Yeah. JLo sucks. Um, <laughs> there was something I had to say that was really important about this movie. Sorry, I went on a Gemini tangent. Sorry. Oh, I don't mind. So, but before, well, we get back into that. Uh, J Lo, you think she would have been a better actress and not been a, a singing sensation if she hadn't been cast in this movie? The only reason why we had a singing, uh, she was a singing sensation, was because we had a void, right? Like, I think that you know, Selena was like this female icon. I was like, okay, well, maybe we do need another Latina void. And that's what her marketing team has always done really well. Push this like Latina agenda. Yes. And fit and like fill this void. And they gave her some background vocals, stole a few Ashanti songs, gave her a career, you know? Um, but yeah, I think she would have been a better act. She was still gonna be something. Yes. Um, just you know, she took all the Latino bags. Because nobody else was doing it at yeah. that time, you know. And, and I'd say so Selena actually like paved the way, uh, in her premature death like literally for j-lo but she's paved the way for a lot of artists well, even like the, shakira yeah. I'd say as well fits yeah. into that um but but it, but she made it seem like like after she died her she sold like uh i don't know how many let's say a couple hundred thousand units of her uh english crossover album and the english language album and then after that uh emi and all of the other companies are going to be like okay who is the next mm-hmm. just like you said right so you know it's like when biggie and tupac died like that left that void for right. Jay Z and DMX right. to come in and like sort of become, you know, mm-hmm. the next wave. Yeah, but I was gonna. I think what I was gonna say when I had a little brain fart was what I liked about um, uh, Selena was how she incorporated a lot of like the disco stuff that was. Like, she, that's how I got introduced to um, Diana Ross. Um, is it Diana? Who's? Oh no, um, Gloria Donna, Gaynor. Donna, Donna, Donna Summer. No, Donna yeah. Summer. Sorry, that's yep. something I remember loving that song, and I remember listening to like the on the radio and I'm like, yo, this is my fucking song. But it's like, I didn't realize, you know, being young, I didn't realize what a sample was. I didn't realize that that wasn't Selena's song. So like when I got older, I'm like, oh, this is where like all these songs come from. And I was able to like explore that genre of music. So she did a really good job of like really integrating everything that was happening in this, like in the States and like honoring that past. Like she even like, you know, 
the the Tejano Madonna, like when she went to the whole bra thing, was like an, an homage to Madonna. So she was like really respectful in the way that she moved. Yeah. Uh, it, it also made me it made me think about like you know casting and stuff uh, as an actor if you're an actor and you're a person of color mm-hmm. you're Pac you're out here trying to act then there then and if your name is too Spanish then uh, the roles that you get cast for immediately are like janitor right all the time <laughs> and or like you know or uh, gangbanger number two right and so you get these roles based on like the headshot or the name and then it's only after you've found. And, and Selena's like that too. Like uh, her dad saw her and was like, you are a brown woman. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to want to listen to you do disco hits. Mm-hmm. No one cares that you like Madonna. Right. You got to do, you got to play your lane first. So mm-hmm. her doing like the Tejano music, which she learned to love over yeah. the course of her career, that wasn't what she wanted to do right away. Mm-hmm. And like as an actor, maybe, you know, it's like, I want to see like Luis Guzman, for example, yeah. play like a PhD uh, at NASA, right, right, uh, like well, an engineer, <laughs> that'd be dope. Well, Gabe, let's let's pray for that. But that's <laughs> I'm actually surprised he wasn't in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> two Puerto Rican. Oh, right. <laughs> but uh, but you and know, J Lo's not. <laughs> I mean, she's not technically. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. No, no but uh, disrespectful. Uh, the reason she was in this is because Gregory Nava worked with her on his prior film Mi Familia. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors from the, from that film. Yeah, were they just way. like took the whole. Cast, which shows you how small the uh, Latino acting scene in '95 yeah. was. Yeah, outside of yeah, in the Southern California gang <laughs> right. movies, you're not going to get a lot of diversity there. Mm-hmm. I think it was interesting that her dad was the executive producer on this movie. It seemed very swayed, <laughs> you know, to make her look as good as possible. But then you see her in interviews, and she seems like genuinely like a really sweet human being, mm-hmm. you know, like who worked and was just wanted to make good music and have fun. Yeah. Well, they weren't gonna make the movie unless he was an EP. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they were because a lot of <laughs> right, a lot of people were making like these stories about consulting the family, and then these two producers went down and were like, "Look, these people are gonna take the narrative of your daughter, and make it a story. Either you're part of this, or somebody else makes right. the story." So he was the EP on it. And J Lo actually lived with the family for, for several, months, yeah, four yeah. months before. Dude, that is commitment. God, how can you not love this woman? Um, you know, Gabe, I respect what she's done. Yeah. Is she like, is she like a natural, I don't know, like, I think that she's a great dance. One of my friends, I did another podcast. Yeah. And he said, Jennifer Lopez dances like she was a promoted backup dancer. And that's really disrespectful, but also kind of honest. But yeah. also true. She got her job at the Flag Girls because. Uh, of the real were, one. Yeah, there were, t- there, yeah, there were 2,000 uh, mm-hmm. applicants and she didn't make it. She was like second up. Mm-hmm. And then the person who got the gig couldn't fly out to LA or whatever. And that's so, so, to so me, weird how time and she got the job from the most authentic <laughs> person in, in the industry, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez is like a realer version of a J Lo, like a less marketable. Like mm-hmm. she, she stuck to her roots. She couldn't but lose that accent. Say, that's She's what Brooklyn. I'm saying. She's yes. New York. She was the lead choreographer for the Fly Girls and hired Jennifer Lopez. Huh. Yeah, and, and J- she's a great actor. Yeah. So yeah, J Lo is just taking everybody else's job. Just like Rosie's job, Selena's job, just like Ashanti's job. But why? Because she's this preferred, like Latina version of what Latina should look like, right? right? She's the clean. She's the more antiseptic version. Yes, yes. the more user friendly version. Very yeah. marketable person. Yeah. But now, now we see that you know. Now that we live in this really like conscious, I think before we were getting things fed to us, and we're like, okay, well, we're not in charge of this. We're just gonna accept it, and we kind of know. Like I know for me, like I was like, okay, well, I can't. I can't argue. I know this is kind of wrong, but I can't argue it, right? Like a lot, even like like for example, Disney Plus is coming out with all these movies, and they put out a statement like 
the movies that we put out now does not reflect our current views, but like a lot of it was problematic and racist, right? So like Jennifer Lopez, we just accepted her, but now that we kind of are in this where information is kind of open to all of us, like we kind of see a lot of problematic like thought patterns that she has. But you know, I still respect like the, you can't you can't negate somebody's hard work. Oh, she's I mean she's also a very talented human being. Like she can do all these. She's a yeah. great dancer. And Gabe loves her, so I'm not gonna be an enemy of the podcast. No, no, no. No, I'm kidding. Look, I'm, I'm being an asshole. We love we, yeah. we, we love conflict and friction I love yeah. here. That's uh yeah. that's our favorite thing. So yeah. you know the the reasons that I say that I like, you know, I haven't seen Jiggly. Oh, you don't want to see it. I haven't seen Made in Manhattan. No. I'm not watching a lot of her rom-coms. But I remember during this era seeing like you turn in Out of Sight and Selena and liking that. You know, I don't really listen to her music. But going back and being like, dude, this person has been uh, like making, performing simultaneously and cranking on albums while maintaining a music, uh, a movie career. Mm-hmm. It's like just looking at that work ethic. I'm like, man, that's yeah. that's really impressive. She had a good team, like you were saying. You need yeah. that good team. And I will I will give you this Gabe Pacheco. Yes. Sammy, I didn't get your last name. Hamarne. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're even. I'm going to hold on to this. Uh, so when I was writing these cards. Yes. Because, you know, when you when you think about the Latino demographic, it's so diverse, right? That's like, right. I have this whole East Coast, like Daddy Yankee, um, Aventura heritage and then we have people that are eating conchas and churros in the south and i haven't had a churro until i was like 28 years old right sure you oh, got, you were really desperate on that uh right, on the four four train right i'm right you know I'm like let me actually like let me just try this shit you know but um when i think about these people that kind of like connect the dots for all latinos right like there are moments that we kind of like all kind of share when I was writing the cards, a lot of these moments it's like okay well j-lo did this j-lo did that so we did put her a few times in there, but some of it is kind of like based on her personal life and her, I mean, she, she's like a, a Latino icon, right? Despite all the shit I was talking about her, like she did do a lot of things in the Latino culture. And like you said, you can't negate that. Yeah. I mean, they pushed it hard, but she never shied away. She was, I mean, she was a good representative for Latino people. Like she didn't shy away from it or representing it, at least in, from my viewpoint. But then again, from from outside the culture yeah, of you. Correct. Yeah, she great. was great. Yeah, she Wait. looked like what? No, I'm getting her. To me, <laughs> San, yeah. Santana and Gloria Estefan were my first. But this is this is the problem. Music, See, like you know? J Lo took over this whole like we were the whole conversation about J Lo. That's what we did. <laughs> right, right. Let's get back to let's yeah. get back That's to what Selena. she does. That's Dude, what she does. So if Selena had she's lived, such a controversial bitch. It, well, Sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. Here, here's uh, interesting things mm-hmm. about Selena that she came from a Jehovah's Witness family. I didn't know that until I read it. I didn't realize that. I thought that was kind of like you were we were talking Making about things that. Up. Yeah, yeah. Or just so Gabe just makes things up opinion. for the podcast. That yeah. is really he is a huge irresponsible. Liar. <laughs> I know. And then I sit here with my arms and legs crossed. Right. Well, your sheet, like the on. whole sheet, is made up. It's like a professor. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Liar, professor I'm kidding. liar. I'm kidding. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. This is I got my professor. PhD in bullshit Sorry. professor. I mean, I believed everything you said. Yes. No, I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. That's, but, how, that's how it works. That's just like J-Lo. You believe yeah. everything. Well, her team. Her team was working hard, so that's fine. She had a squad, but yo, Selena had a great squad, too. She had a team. Uh, her whole family, family was behind her, and this was a much uh, brighter version of the Jackson 5. You know, Abraham is a much yeah. more soft version of uh, Joe Jackson. I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so funny because one of the things that I remember relating to in those movies, like, oh my God, my dad is just as mean. So right? I was just like, this is my dad. So I was like, I don't know. I think it's interesting how these, I, a few things that are interesting besides like everything we discuss is, you know, the, the relationship between the parents. I feel like that's something that I felt um, that we had in common. And also how like this person was kind of responsible for like uplifting her entire family. And that's something like I've been talking to a lot of my friends and comedy because, you know, I'm going to pop off and it's a lot of responsibility. Right. And it's like you, you got to lift up the squad. You have to lift up the whole squad and community. And it's like that's a big responsibility. So I just found those things kind of like um, just like admire her for that. Um, what else? Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. She's really, uh, Selena was very wholesome. I don't, you know, obviously this is just based on the movie and this is based also on the the background, the family background and the music. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she, she came from this tight-knit family that was very religious uh, and they were with her every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Like her brother and sister are in the band, her dad's managing her. And, you know, I look at where pop culture and pop music has gone since then. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she would have been able to thrive in like a current environment with like contemporaries, th- like yeah. even like, let's say Shakira later or uh, now like a Cardi B or like a Nicki Minaj, what would be her lane? That's the thing about Selena. I feel like she had her own lane. Like, I think she would have been, I don't know. I feel like she would have been... The thing about her that I think strikes everybody is that she really had her own identity. Like, when you look at her um, wardrobe and, the, and her voice and her vocals, like, no one can recreate that. And I think that's what makes, like, a legend, like, or somebody that is really iconic. You can just you just can't recreate that person. And I think that's, like, what we keep getting... You have, you have thoughts? No, no, no. I want you Oh, to like, you just can't recreate that, like... I don't want to call it a brand because it kind of takes away from the human of that person. <laughs> I, I keep calling myself a brand because I worked in marketing. I was like, okay, I have such a special brands, but um, you just can't recreate her lane. And people have tried, and like you just can't. Like everything's so distinct, and it's just like she would have been. I think she would have been one of like the. She would have just been a, the greatest. She still is. Like her impact is still. Yeah, and it's like maybe a lot of her Tejano music does not. To now doesn't necessarily translate to mass appeal, and I didn't like her American crossover. You didn't like it as much. Well, it's just not. Oh for my god! Me. You know what? We have a lot not in common. It's not. It's, <laughs> but I love Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb. No, right? I love that album. I thought it was so great. I remember listening to it. I mean, obviously, I only had like a few albums. I listen to it every day. I listen to it now. Um, I thought it was a really well produced album. Dreaming of You is a good ass song. That is a good song. That's the one song that I could actually stomach. Yeah. I mean, you don't like this... I Could Fall in Love? No. no. What? <laughs> I'm on the wrong... I mean, this is like the movie that was... Not, like, like that music was not meant for me. Like those songs <laughs> written were not ever written with someone like me in mind. I think. Personally. I don't think so either, Sam. I don't think it was... I know, but that's not a bad thing. I'm, I have to be no, who I, I am. No, I know, but I feel kidding. like... She had... I. You know what I did? Like, about, like she explored with a lot of different kinds of music. Like yes. she had a different... I don't know. I don't know. If it was called Tango. It was some like a song there. I remember she like collaborated with somebody, but like 
I think she would. I think she would have had a successful crossover. Yeah, she she was a musical. She was becoming a musical chameleon. Yeah, you know, in a good in a positive mm-hmm. way. I wouldn't put her in a Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. I mean, that's a different genre of music. Also, she's more talented across the board yeah. than they are to me. And I I want to say she's, something about that. Yeah. I think a lot of those, and I'm I'm not taking away from anybody's talent. A lot of those talents are manufactured. Sure, they're giving, it's an image. Yeah, they're giving them like, uh, okay, this is what you're, lane you're gonna go in. And the difference between someone like Selena, like she. And that's the thing, like again, between the difference between like different celebrities and artists. She created her own thing, and people she people adapted to her. And the people that she influenced were huge. Like to, yeah. to me, she would be more if she was around today, post internet craze. She would be more in the Beyonce lane. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's that what sort of pop superstar that transcends yeah. any specific genre of music and just becomes like a that person because mm-hmm. she is American. I mean, she's she, she's mm-hmm. blew up in Mexico singing Spanish songs, but she is. At the core, an American. Right. Like she, she would make that. She wouldn't have a trouble transitioning. Exactly. She had all the skill set ready right. to mm-hmm. be interviewed in English. Yeah. She had all the skill set ready to navigate that world. Yeah. Where, you know, because she's not coming as an immigrant. Yeah. It's almost like she put on, there was that, for her initial Tejano audience, they saw her as one of them, but she... She's in both. That's the Chicano experience, baby. Mm-hmm. But She's once in you, both worlds. You get that core fan group, and you expand and grow as an artist. You're still going to hold those people, and you're going to appeal right. to a lot more people, like many more people. Yeah. So yeah. I put her in that. I mean, she influenced Beyonce. Beyonce met her at a mall. Like she grew up in South Texas too, and she talks about. I saw this interview with a bunch of celebrities talking about her influence, and she was like, "I was awestruck to meet her," and she was like, "She was a huge influence on me." In tech. Like she was the biggest thing around. So she influenced what today is now considered the biggest <laughs> pop star in, in the history right. of on the history of you know the whole year the, the whole nineteen ninety five year influenced our reality right sure. now. Destiny's Child was what like a couple of years later. They had another uh, Abraham like dude, her dad, Beyonce Knowles's pops. Yeah, Beyonce Knowles's dad yeah. is a is oh, Matthew Knowles. There's no tyrant. Matthew Knowles. Yeah, there's no shortage of those guys. <laughs> Chicken hawking their children's. Yeah, I wonder what comedian I would have been, and my dad would have been. Like he should help me with my comedy. pushing you. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's so supportive, but you know. Yo, I'm when they bomb, the when they myself. bomb in Harrington, uh, Harling, Harlingen, uh, when Selena and her and oh. the Dinos, they're like, oh yeah, kids, yeah, 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 and they bomb in before like El Grupo Fuego goes yeah. on stage and gets all the applause. Right, dude, my dad put me on stage to do stand up when I was like uh, ten years old. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it was like at for like a, a fundraiser at a barbecue in DC. Mm. That's how all the greats start. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, and I, <laughs> and I went between like two fly girl groups. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I bombed. So I was like, gave was asthma jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but you know, I never. I'm I'm still chasing that approval. Right. I mean, is, aren't all comedians a little bit? I mean, I don't you guys care. tell me. I mean, Sammy, you're on the way, aren't you? On the way, you made like five jokes today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a roast or a phrase. I don't, I don't either, man. <laughs> That's a little engine that could phrase. I'm human being card. Uh, don't do that. Five jokes is my quota. I'm a great human. That's mine. Are we? Because yeah. I know. Gabe... We, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this. So what? Um, any final thoughts on this film? Well, I want to know, Sammy, like, yes. what, what did you learn about Selena? I mean, being the fact that I've already seen this movie, what I learned this time around is that I actually appreciated it more as a movie. I think, and like a story. Because mm. it told the story of a person who should be known by more than just one community mm-hmm. or, one, or a couple of communities based on their ethnic uh, you know, similarities, which yeah. I think is silly. So like, you actually see, like, what I took away from this is 
and researching it and watching interviews with other people that she influenced and her herself, it's like, it's nice to see good people succeed. You know what I mean? Like JLo, I don't consider a good per. Like I don't, I don't know her that well, but I don't like, she doesn't, she strikes me as a diva and she seems a little, oh, she is... she's too famous to, she's like fraudulent to me at this point. I like that word. But so like, I like seeing. There's one uh, JLo fan on this podcast today. I'm a fan of. <laughs> I, I respect all. I respect her talent, but yeah. I, it's like the Beatles. Like I, I can appreciate them, but I don't, I don't care. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I, I don't, wait, I, I don't wait, do. wait, wait. You don't like the Beatles? No. I don't love the Beatles. <laughs> oh. Um, what was my one takeaway? I don't know. I just appreciate, for me, it's, you know, it's something that I grew up with. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a story that I grew up with. It's one of my first memories in life. Losing Selena, and um, I don't know what am I. What's my takeaway? My takeaway is we still need more Latina representation. Like you know, I I really love Selena. I really respect J Lo, but like I wish that um, we weren't because I think like you were saying with the casting, a lot of it's a lot of stereotypes still like happening with that. And I find myself like in a place where it's like you know. I look like a black American woman, but I'm also Dominican. And it's like, I want to be casted for all the roles, you know? So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out my life. But all that to say, <laughs> I I love Selena. No one's going to ever disrespect her. I think that her story is going to still... You know, they're actually making a Netflix series. So, like, her story is going to continue to be on, for, I think, for, like, more than just my generation and the one next after mine. So I think that we're not... I think Selena is still as big as she would have been. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, so, well, when it comes to Selena, the, the reason that she will be immortal is because she died immortal. at 23. Yeah. And so, you know, she, she bit out the 27 club mm. by, mm. by years. And, uh, so she's just this example of, um, sort of, uh, lost potential. Like hope. Mm. Yeah. And hope. Yeah. She's, she's the young person that died too young. Uh, but she was popping off, and she left behind this incredible sort of catalog of music and work that goes back a decade before she passed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, it's also just this like titillating true crime story mm-hmm. with um with the murder, and it's also. But this movie is just a as a performer, this was an inspiring movie to watch, regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just seeing her grow and become a much more accomplished uh, stage presence. And like uh, one of the scenes that I loved the most was when there was like that, almost that riot happening in Mexico. Oh, and there's like which a hundred... the white um, outfit. Yeah. yeah. There's like a hundred thousand people that show up on the stage mm-hmm. and the stage starts uh, collapsing. Oh yeah. And they're like, you got to go back out there and sing. And this is where Gregory Nava's directing uh, creates this sort of like transcendent, almost psychedelic mm-hmm. scene where you see her become one with the, uh, with the yeah. audience and uh that was a, a very powerful piece of filmmaking and um yeah it was just inspiring to see to see it visually represented where the audience and the performer become a hundred percent connected and i feel like that's the that's the goal of like a of a true live performance i appreciate that I want to change my answer. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> was like, I was going to add on to my one too. I was like, all right. I was like, damn, yeah. he is so good. Um, I, I think one thing as in like as where I am now in my career and as I guess an adult, because when I watched it, I was a child. I was like, oh my God, Selena. But I think artistically, you know, respecting her, her trajectory to where she got, you know, she was working for, like I said, a decade. So like it takes time to be like an overnight success. 
And the next thing that I, I really appreciated, like, coming into and preparing for this podcast was really appreciating the directing that went into this and the storytelling. Because, obviously, like Sammy said, like, the story obviously painted her to be this... She was, like... I mean, I don't know her. She was angelic. But, like... Angelic is It did such a great job of, like, depicting her as such a, a good person. And I think that... And I just think that he did a good job honoring her legacy. And I'm just happy. Because I know that another director was on board... Was supposed that he want the father want another director because mm-hmm. he was like Gregory had like a big ego whatever but like the, <laughs> the guy was like everybody in Hollywood has a big ego but I think that Gregory really did a good job with the story and directing it and the way the angles everything that he shot is just really is a classic film I really enjoy it yes mm-hmm. I uh, I give this movie um, uh, eight ten gallon hats out of ten okay. You know, which nice. is pretty, it's pretty high for a musical, a biopic. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like music bi- biopics. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this one's up there as a, as a, a mu- uh, it's a must see. I watched yeah. it twice for yeah. this podcast. So. I think, I mean, Edward James almost is so good in this, in this movie too. Sure. Like his, his character, like his acting kind of holds up everybody around him. Not to say that yeah. anyone else is bad, but he's just, I mean, J-Lo does a good job as well. Like a very good job, you can tell she actually committed to the to playing Selena in the best possible way she yeah. could. So, how many almost are you giving this film? I'm not giving it any almost. <laughs> I'm giving it uh, eight out of ten uh, hot sauce holsters. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was it's a great movie. I think everyone should watch it forever. I think it's definitely a, a watchable, rewatchable. I've seen it a bunch of times, and I had no no dog in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Gloria Elise, thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Oh, on the internet. Um, is this right? <laughs> also, can I say that an overnight success takes a long time to make? Was I'd never heard that statement before. That was that was awesome. You I mean, never I'm, heard that before? I don't, I don't know if you coined it. No, it's I mean, like been on the internet for oh, a while. I, yeah. No. I don't it, spend a lot of time on the internet. It's a thing. But the thing, so I changed my name. So I had this whole thing. I was going to go by Legendary Comedian. Yeah. But all these like, le- all these comics, you know, a lot of them are bitter. So like, you can't do that. Like I'm having fun. Like I can't. Yeah, have I thought. Comedy. It, I now I know who you are because I I saw that in the thing yeah. and I was like, that's funny. And I was like, I thought you were gonna be like 60 when I opened the Instagram oh, page. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> and you were. I was like, oh shit. Like I, <laughs> but I could honestly tell that that was a joke. It's a fun. It was for fun. Like yeah. how obnoxious. No one would actually say right. that. But no, a lot of like comics like, well, you can't call yourself that. So I'm just going by my real name, which is still legendary. Um, it's Glorelis Mora. But then the people can't ever spell it after the show. So now my followers are fucked up. <laughs> so, careful. so now I'm just gonna be great until somebody finds you know whatever but it's just G-L-O-R-E-L-Y-S-M-O-R-A that's it everywhere great well everybody thank you uh, for listening to another episode of Eat Pray Judge we'll be back next week with another banger this is Gabe <laughs> mm-hmm. Pacheco I'm asking you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear tweet about us share because that's the only way that we get new fans uh, we love you, and you can find me at gabepacheco.com. All right. Get on the Instagram page. You don't have Follow. Instagram? Oh, I do. Okay. Get on the Eat, Pray, Judge Instagram page. Okay. Follow us. Give suggestions. We, we, you know, we, want to, we want to hear movie suggestions from everybody. Yes. Everybody out there. We will eventually cover your movie suggestions. Yeah. You, I mean, you have a long way to go. There's a lot, <laughs> of, movies, a lot of movies out there. A lot of, a lot of movies. Yeah. A lot yeah. of comedians in New York. <laughs> right. All right. We will. Uh, we'll, yep. Listen to us. We'll be back next week. And uh, get a copy of Latino Card Revoke. Yes. A new game that Glodelis has been working on. All right. Bye. I just want-